brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. In the biggest challenge to date to the stolen election, Texas has been joined by seven other states to contest the fraudulent results in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. One of the chief proponents of the Russia hoax, Eric Swalwell, has been exposed as a client of communist China. And Newsmax beat Fox News in the coveted 7 p.m. time slot last night. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. Hump Day! Thank you for tuning in to Right Now with Jim Dawes. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Parlor and Rumble at Right Now Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email. I'm still on Gmail. I'm about to get off, though. I'm abandoning the tech platforms, the big tech platforms. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Actually, we're going to start off the show talking about that. But until I change uh, email, and I'll give you ample notification of that, you can still email me at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. And you can always call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. So, you know, I was an early adopter of a lot of uh, these these big tech platforms Back in the day, Google was uh, was wonderful. Man, offered this free email service that was very feature-rich and uh, easy to use. You could uh, access it as well as Google Docs across all platforms. You didn't have to have, have a client. And, uh, and I was an early adopter. I was also an early adopter of Facebook and Twitter. Um, when they first started out, they weren't nearly as... Uh, uh, intrusive and censorious, uh, as they are now, I've pretty much left Facebook altogether, but I'm still on Twitter because that's where a lot of my listeners communicate with me. And I've been watching as these, uh, these big tech companies, Google, Facebook, and Twitter have really become monopolies in the information age and become some of the richest, most powerful countries in the history of the world. And as they have done that, They've continued to violate the privacy rights of their users. They're basically selling you. You are their product. They sell your eyeballs to, to advertisers, and the more they know about you, the more they can target those ads to the point now where you've got uh, Google actually reading your private emails. They say they don't do it personally. They use 
uh, artificial intelligence and uh, and algorithms to uh, to crawl your emails and and find out how to target you. But even if that were the fact, even if no actual eyeballs were looking at it, that's that's bad enough. Maybe even worse. I don't want artificial intelligence scanning through my private communications. And Facebook has really turned into a giant monster, an information monster whose uh, who's leader, who stole, whose uh, owner, who stole the platform from uh, some college roommates, has now donated $450 million in order to interfere in our elections. If you're still on Facebook, you really need to reevaluate what, what's going on. I know it's a great platform for keeping in touch with uh, family and friends, but man, they are abusing you. The price you're paying uh, to use that platform is is really even probably beyond your understanding. So this is the week I'm getting serious about abandoning big tech. The first thing that I did uh, today is I switched over. My default search engine is now DuckDuckGo. If you haven't do, uh, done that, I, I'd invite you to do it with me. All you have to do is when you open up your browser, go to the settings and you'll find a place to uh, to enter in your default browser, and you should choose DuckDuckGo. You will be amazed at how much more information and from a wider variety of uh, sources, independent voices, you'll find on DuckDuckGo as compared to Google. Hell, you can't hardly do a search on Google without having to uh, plow through at least two pages of, uh, of advertising of uh, sponsored listings, I should say. So, uh, and while you're at it, you need to delete all of those other search engines that are uh, cluttering up your your settings uh, page. But DuckDuckGo is uh, the best alternative search engine I've found now. And in the coming days, I'll I'll make other recommendations. I'll do the I'll do the research for you and find out uh, what's the best private encrypted email service you can use uh, and get the hell away from Gmail. Of course, you know, uh, I'm like many of you over on uh, Parler now. And Parler, to be quite honest, has a ways to go. They, uh, they're not as uh, feature-rich as Twitter and not as easily uh, used or, uh, or even read. But they're coming along, and, uh, and we've got to support them. I don't have an alternate for Facebook. I know a lot of uh, a lot of my friends uh, like me. We have not spent much time there yet. I don't think that Parler they advertise their alternate to Facebook, but I don't really think they're accomplishing that. But I'm tired of hearing about these politicians, uh, you know, dragging Zuckerberg and Dorsey and uh, Pachai, I think his name is the head of Google, up there and beating them up, and then nothing ever happens and. And the reason nothing ever happens is because these big tech companies are the biggest political uh, donors in America. They own Washington, D.C. So, yeah, they'll call them up there and beat up on them a little bit. But they're not going to be able to do anything. And it's up to us to stop acting like sheep and lemmings and start abandoning these platforms. 
So Eric Swalwell, if you watched Tucker last night, you just see uh, saw an absolute takedown of Eric Swalwell. This is the guy that, along with pencil neck Adam Schiff, was probably the most unhinged proponent of the Russia hoax. Was all over the uh, the cable news shows and um, in these hearings, accusing the president of being a a tool of of Russia that he was owned by Vladimir Putin. And now we're learning that even before the Russia hoax, beginning in uh, 2014, I believe it is, maybe 2012, Eric Swalwell had a relationship with a communist Chinese spy. And this communist Chinese spy was in America to cultivate relationships with up-and-coming politicians. But she didn't just befriend them, (laughs) and we know that she slept with many of them. Swalwell won't answer the question of whether or not he slept with this Chinese communist spy. She's uh, quite comely. But we do know that she was a bundler for Eric Swalwell. So she went, Eric Swalwell's from the Bay Area out in California. She went around to uh, to the Asian community in the Bay area and collected money to the tune of millions of dollars to get Eric Swalwell elected to the U S Congress. After he got there, he was promptly uh, installed by Nancy Pelosi on the house intelligence committee where this communist Chinese spy, her name is uh, Fang Fang. (laughs) She went by Christine Fang in the U S But as soon as Eric Swalwell got onto the intelligence committee, Fang Fang placed an intern inside his office. So the Chinese spy systematically infiltrated not just one Democrat on intelligence committees, but also, uh, in addition to Eric Swalwell, Senator Dianne Feinstein on the Senate Intelligence Committee, also had a Chinese spy inside her office. When that story broke, they told us that the Chinese spy was Feinstein's driver. Oh, don't worry about it. He's just driving her around. No, that was a bit of uh, disinformation. He was, in fact, her office manager. So he was uh, well-placed in a position to, uh, to learn all of the intelligence that Diane Feinstein was processing. And now Eric Swalwell. So we've got a couple of clips here. This is uh, Eric Swalwell. And when Donald Trump pointed out that it wasn't just Russia that was interfering in our elections, it was also a lot of other com- uh, countries, including China and Iran, Eric Swalwell, who had taken millions of dollars to be elected to his position, sprang to China's defense. I'm very concerned, though, that today the president's administration put out a statement that you have China and Russia and Iran, and they're all interfering and give and gave this false equivalence uh, to them. And, Nicole, this would be like if a meteorologist saw that there was going to be snowflakes in the Rockies, a lightning storm in the Midwest, and a Category 5 hurricane to hit the East Coast. 
Okay, you idiot. So this is Eric Swalwell uh, parroting the Chinese communist line, and he did it on Twitter, and he did it uh, on uh, these newscasts repeatedly, while at the same time pointing a finger at Donald Trump and accusing him of being an agent of a foreign power. This story was broken by Axios. And if you read the story in Axios, uh, they're getting a lot of uh, congratulations for breaking this story. But this story is written by Axios. Uh, it reads like an apology. At every opportunity, uh, they, they try to make inferences in favor of Swalwell. We know this Chinese spy was a honeypot. She was going around sleeping with Democrat politicians in order to, uh, to get, you know, compromising information on them. But the Axio story said, uh, no, he didn't sleep with her. Well, that's odd because Swalwell won't deny it. When asked about it, his staff said, well, that's classified information. Whether or not Swalwell slept with a Chinese communist spy. Well, I'm pretty sure if Swalwell didn't sleep with her, he would have said so, and it would have instructed his staff to say so as well. So he's sleeping with a Chinese spy. He's taking millions of dollars from her, and then he's put on the House Intelligence Committee where he uses his perch to defend China and attack the President of the United States. Here's a clip. There's a sound bite from Swalwell uh, at that House Intelligence Committee where James Comey is testifying and Swalwell is trying to make the case that Donald Trump is compromised. This is after, this is in March of 2017, after Swalwell's affair with this Chinese communist pot, spy. I want to talk about the Kremlin playbook and. There are a number of ways that a foreign adversary could seek to influence a person. Do you agree with that? Yes. Financial? Yep. Financial. Big donations to his campaign. Yes, that can be one. Uh, romance, you said, is another? Yes. Yep. Swalwell was seen uh, as a constant companion with Miss Fang Fang and now refuses to discuss any more about their romantic involvement compromise correct setting up a compromise sure to execute on a compromise yes how about inadvertently capturing a compromise eric swalwell sounds like he's very familiar with how you become compromised by foreign intelligence agents sounds like he might be speaking from personal experience This is unbelievable. The double standard, he knew all of this. And by the way, the intelligence agencies knew all of this had taken place as well while Swalwell was up there attacking the president of the United States. I think this, uh, this story was about to come out in a uh, conservative publication, and so they ran to Axios to try to minimize and downplay this, this story. Dianne Feinstein kept her spot on the Senate Intelligence Committee after she had been revealed to have had a Chinese spy in her office for 20 years. 
and they attacked Trump, who wasn't in, even in government, for, for bogus accusations in the Russia hoax. It's really unbelievable. we got to run out to a break when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with this lawsuit from Texas. Probably the biggest development yet in our efforts to stop the steal. Stick with us. We'll be right back. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's a wild hair now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, Doc? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. Hey, Fish, now that we're officially residents of Room 13 at a Desert Air Motel, why don't we get these windows open and let some fresh air in? <laughs> Rock, look who's by the pool. Oh my God, is that Brad? I'm shocked they make mankinis in that size. Give me your phone. Gotta get some pics for blackmail. Oh my gosh, here. Oh no, he's posing. <laughs> oh. Room 13, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Mojo 5 So this lawsuit out of Texas is huge because it's going to be very difficult for the Supreme Court to turn this back. First of all, Texas is not going to have to go through all of these district courts and appellate courts and all of these other lower courts that can try to block and, and taint uh, the lawsuit that Texas has filed. They are going to be able to go right to the Supreme Court and petition the Supreme Court alleging that uh, these illegal voting schemes that went on in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin diluted the votes of, of Texas voters because they allowed illegal votes uh, and may have um, resulted in Donald Trump losing uh, the elections in those states. And now Texas has been joined by eight other defendants louisiana arkansas alabama florida kentucky mississippi south carolina and south dakota they've also been joined by another north carolina and that's a, that's a very curious thing because north carolina has a democrat governor and a democrat attorney general so i suspect there may be some skullduggery going on there with north carolina they want to weigh in on this lawsuit so they can um, muddy it up and maybe get some privileged information that they can share with the Democrats. But this lawsuit is going to go straight to the Supreme Court. And I, I don't think even with Judge Roberts trying to keep everybody in line, they're going to be able to turn back so many of these states demanding that they be able to uh, introduce evidence 
of unconstitutional and illegal voting in those states. The voters of all of these states, if two or more of these, uh, these four states named in the lawsuit, if, uh, if two or more of them, uh, through the election to Joe Biden, then they have basically disenfranchised the voters of all of those states where Trump won. My question is, where are the other states? Why hasn't Georgia weighed in on this? You know, Governor Brian Kemp and uh, the Secretary of State, Rolf Lesberger, are saying, no, no, we, we conducted perfectly good elections down here. But if you, um, if you really believed, well, I guess they can't sue themselves. Okay, never mind Georgia. But Tennessee, where are you? Oklahoma? Right there on Texas's northern border, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Missouri, all strong wins for Donald Trump. Are they unconcerned that Georgia and Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin may have thrown the election to the other candidate through illegal voting? Why aren't they defending their voters? We're going to watch this as it unfolds, but this is a powerful lawsuit. We know that in all four of these states, the authority uh, of the legislature to set the date and terms of the election was usurped by the governor and the courts and the secretaries of states in violation of not only their state's constitutions, but the U.S. Constitution. The Supreme Court and the state courts are scared to death that they're going to be accused of disenfranchising people, of suppressing the vote. But who are they disenfranchising? They're disenfranchising illegal votes. They're disenfranchising fraudulent votes or they're disenfranchising votes that were cast unconstitutionally, not because of the Republican legislatures in these states, but because of the Democrat governors and, and courts. So if anybody's responsible for these voters being disenfranchised, it's the Democrats who set them up in an unlawful voting scheme. So Joe Biden, (laughs) he's busy filling his affirmative action cabinet up. Yesterday, he announced that um, the Attorney General of California, Xavier Becerra, was going to be head of the Health and Human Services Department. What happened to listen to the science? You're going to put a, an attorney as the head of health and human services. How does that make any sense? Well, I'll tell you how it makes sense. Xavier Bashera, who's got a long corrupted history of his own, by the way, he was part of the Imran a one, um, hack 
of Debbie Wasserman Schultz's uh, office. But he is a, uh, a big-time supporter of Medicare for All. So remember during the campaign when Joe Biden was uh, debating and he said, I don't support Medicare for All. That's not my plan. And Donald Trump said, oh, yes, it is. That's exactly what you intend to do. Well, now Joe Biden has confirmed that. He has appointed an unqualified guy to head the Health and Human Services Department strictly based on his advocacy for Medicare for All. In Washington, they like to say personnel is policy. And that is especially true when it comes to Xavier Beshera, because he is an unhinged far-left activist who will weaponize his office. He did it when he was a prosecutor as the Attorney General of California went after his political enemies. And you can fully expect that he'll do exactly the same thing at the Department of Health and Human Services. So we're going through this COVID crisis Joe Biden tells us you got to pay attention to the science. And then he appoints a totally unqualified, rabid far left lawfare guy as the at the Department of Health and Human Services. It's really unbelievable. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at George Soros and the damage that he's done to America. And Michael Flynn's tormentor, Judge Emmett Sullivan, right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Stick with us. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Well, you know how you can tell when a bombshell report against a Democrat is true? Because they won't cover it at all in the mainstream media. You won't read it on the pages of the New York Times or the Washington Post. You won't see it on the evening newscast, and you most certainly won't see it on on CNN or MSNBC. And that's the case in this uh, this Swalwell revelation that he had been cultivated and uh, groomed by a Chinese communist spy, and and he was in fact elected to Congress with uh, campaign donations from this Chinese communist spy who had bundled them from the Asian community in the Bay Area. 
And we've got another example today where the, uh, the Senate Finance and Homeland Security Committees, led by Republicans, of course, at least for now, published a, a, a lengthy report full of uh, exhibits and evidence that found that Hunter Biden and the Biden family, including Joe Biden and his brother Jim, had deep connections with the Chinese Communist Party through their uh, energy company fronts while Joe Biden was vice president. This report states that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer engaged, engaged in numerous financial transactions with Chinese nationals that had deep connections to the Chinese Communist Party. This, of course, was the evidence that was uh, found on Hunter Biden's laptop that was abandoned at that repair shop in Delaware. And now uh, the Finance Committee has produced evidence to show all of these transactions that totaled in the millions of dollars. You combine that with the evidence that was found on the laptop where Hunter Biden is telling his daughter that I have to give half of my salary to uh, Pops, of course, referring to Joe Biden. And you come to the realization that the Democrats have put up a candidate for president of the United States that is compromised, to say the least, with our number one geostrategic adversary, and that is, of course, communist China. And as far as I know, I've never seen any report to the contrary. Hunter Biden is still on the payroll of the uh, Chinese, the Bank of China, which is a Chinese Communist Party bank. He's pulling in $30 million a year on fees on that $1.5 billion investment that they made in him when he rode on Air Force Two to make that deal. Well, Eric Swalwell has come out with a new and novel theory about how this Axios report detailing his uh, cultivation by Chinese communist spies has come to light. He has decided it's all Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> yes, he says that I've been a critic of the president. I've spoken out against him. I was on both committees that worked to impeach him. The timing feels like it should be looked at. Oh, we need to look at Donald Trump for Axios doing a one-year-long investigation into his, uh, his recruitment and compromise by a Chinese spy. It's all Donald Trump's fault, you see. What it appears through this that what it appears though that this person as the story reports was unsuccessful in whatever they were trying to do well i wouldn't say that swalwell considering she donated millions of dollars to your campaign but if intelligence officials he goes on are trying to weaponize someone's cooperation they are essentially seeking to do what that person was not able to do which is to try to discredit someone, he added. <laughs> so Swalwell refuses to discuss his relationship with this Chinese spy honeypot, Fang Fang. And now he's decided that, uh, well, the way I get the heat off me 
is I blame it on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the one that brought this revelation to life. Well, uh, if he is, uh, I would say that it certainly uh, payback. The only difference is Swalwell spent three years spreading disinformation against the president. And this story is something that Swalwell has had to acknowledge as fact. He says, this story goes back to the beginning of the last decade. Yeah, it was uh, 2012 when she first started cultivating Swalwell as a source for the Chinese Communist Party. And I think it was the middle, about 2015, when the when they were able to place an intern on his congressional staff. So a Chinese spy raised money for his campaign from dubious person, uh, persons was the subject of a full-blown FBI investigation with a communist spy. He refuses to answer if he engaged in a, a romantic relationship that would have compromised him. But now he wants you to pay no attention to any of that. It's the mean orange man who's uh who's revealing this against me so i don't know if you're sick of hearing all of these revelations about the election but there is a uh, a story in in today's uh, epic times about these um these Dominion voting machines and the underlying software from Smartmatic behind a significant portion of the all of the voting machines used in the United States are these Smartmatic and Dominion voting systems. And we have enough information now as a result of these Republican lawsuits in these battleground states. And the picture is starting to come into view. Smartmatic um, was developed by uh, Venezuelan sources as a way of Hugo Chavez of rigging the election down there. They were later bought out by another company, but still on their board are some characters named Antonio Musio, Alfredo Jose, and Roger Panante who were the founders of Smartmatic back in 2004. Hugo Chavez used this system after a recall effort to remove him from office where he uh, stood for re-election and, uh, and used it to, uh, to, to win re-election. Currently, there are 30 anonymous investors in Smartmatic and mainly they're upper-class Venezuelans, including the current defense minister and these are the these are the the machines or these are the underlying software of the machines that we used in this last election. Why? Could you imagine if Donald Trump had won an election under these circumstances, there would be an absolute meltdown by the mainstream media. 
a lot of these uh, these states just brought uh, Dominion and Smartmatic technology on board for this election. I, I guess it was used in 2018 as well. That was the election where the Democrats were able to take control of the House of Representatives. The story in the Epoch Times states in Venezuela, the opposition was winning. The light went off, and when it came back on, the results were flipped. It says that the parallels and similarities between this year's election and what happened in Venezuela are pretty stunning. According to this report, Venezuela is exporting these voting machines to other Latin and Asian countries so they can influence elections across the globe. The U.S. government has repeatedly sanctioned the governments in Venezuela for uh, corrupt elections. And now the very same voting uh, technology that was used there has been used here. And this, uh, this company came out of nowhere, pretty much dominion and smartmatic to capture multi-million dollar contracts in states across America. I can tell you how they did it. They did it by being the low bidder, probably whining and dining election officials in order to influence their decision as well. We've reached the point now where we're using election systems with complicated algorithms. You're not allowed to look at the underlying uh, software code to run our elections. And I'll ask again, why do you need proprietary software in order to count votes? It's addition. It's basic addition. There's nothing proprietary about adding. And if you've got some software machine that's so complicated that you're not even allowed to look at the source code because it's um, trade secrets, then that ought to uh, that ought to be disqualifying in and of itself. If you can't confirm that an election is on the up and up, then the default position is that it's got to be uh, discredited and disqualified. Well, we're learning more and more now about Nancy Pelosi and her stiff opposition to any stimulus bill in the, uh, the run-up to the election. And she and other Democrats are now basically admitting that they withheld the stimulus program because it would have helped Donald Trump win re-election and they, were, uh, they, they placed more value in defeating Trump than helping America. Here's a clip of Dick Durbin. He's a senator from Illinois, is admitting, admitting as much. 
Senator Bernie Sanders said that Democrats turned down a deal from the White House for $1.8 trillion because Schumer and Pelosi wanted $2.2 trillion. Now you're looking at a compromise deal of about half of the White House offered, $908 billion. We don't even know if we're going to be able to see that passed. Uh, looking back, was it a mistake for Pelosi and Schumer to turn down $1.8 trillion? There was some exuberance involved because an election was coming, and they were both outbidding one another and trying to find some common ground. They didn't reach that point. But to return to those pre-election days and, and sentiments, political sentiments, is very difficult. Oh, it's it's uh, very difficult to return to that. There was exuberance because an election was coming, but we couldn't uh, we couldn't agree because Nancy Pelosi wouldn't compromise. Bernie Sanders said it a little bit more uh, straightforwardly. Well, you talked about that $1.8 trillion bill that the White House, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, was working on uh, with the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Um, the Democrats walked away from that That's bill right. because they wanted $2.2 trillion, and they walked away from $1.8 trillion was that a mistake? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, um, the Democrats are determined to to use this crisis. They never let a good crisis go to waste. To load up this stimulus bill with a lot of extra pork for their uh, cronies. They want to bail out the Democrat states at the expense of Republican states. They want to make sure that there's no protection, liability protections in the bill because their trial lawyer constituents who donate big time to the Democrats want to make sure that they can use the coronavirus to sue what's left of small business out of existence, take that money and put it in their pockets. Mitch McConnell's trying to hold the line. He's insisting that there be uh, immunity from liability for these businesses to reopen. People can't hold them accountable because they catch a virus. They can't catch a, um, a flu at work. You can't sue your employer. You ought not to be able to sue your employer over this virus either. Here's Mitch McConnell. We're continuing to work on an omnibus appropriation bill and a COVID relief bill, um, my view, and I think it's a view shared by literally everybody on both sides of the aisle. We can't leave without doing a COVID bill. The country needs it. We have an agreement that we need to do this. It remains my view that we ought to pass what we can agree on. And I think that's a pretty broad area that includes um, PPP, vaccine delivery, additional assistance to health care providers, and a variety of other things that are not uh, controversial. Let me say this about liability protection. This is not just about businesses. It's about the universities. It's about so prior to the election, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let a, a stimulus bill pass, relief bill, I should say because she was using it for political purposes and trying to uh, to wreck Donald Trump's presidency. And now she won't agree to a stimulus bill because it contains immunity from liability for businesses from being sued because somebody caught the China virus. This is the woman that's leading the Democrats in the House of Representatives. 
a slim majority at this point, but she's still got the gavel. And why the American people ought to have to put up with this is, is beyond belief. This woman is putting, doing everything except her job. Well, Newsmax made history last night. Newsmax beat Fox News in the 7 o'clock hour. That's, uh, that's when Greg Kelly goes up against Martha McCallum. That's the first time that's ever happened, and it should be a big cr- shot across the bow for Fox News. If you're not checking out Newsmax, you ought to most definitely watch that Greg Kelly show. He is uh, he's not quite as good as Tucker Carlson, but he's sort of in the same vein. I'm a pretty big fan of Martha McCallum, as a matter of fact. But she did not uh, acquit herself well on election night. She should have been much more forceful pushing back on Chris Wallace. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hair. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's a wild hair now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, Dad? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. Hey, this is Peter from Liberty Lighthouse. Liberty Lighthouse? Never heard of it. Do you live under a rock? Liberty Lighthouse is a beacon of common sense on Mojo 50 Radio, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I just started a series on understanding the U.S. Constitution. You should definitely tune in. That's what I just said, Saturdays at 8 on Mojo 50 Radio. You definitely want to tune in daily to the Liberty Lighthouse, uh, what does he call it, the one-minute daily brief? He will get you up and running on uh, on the day's events. Well, George Soros, I don't understand how this man stays out of jail. He has spent tens of millions, maybe maybe scores of millions of dollars electing district attorneys across this country who steadfastly refused to enforce the law. Why would you spend millions of dollars in order to elect district attorneys that refuse to enforce the law? Well, there's really only one reason you would do that. You're just, just, you're trying to destroy America. And he has done just that in city after city across this country. If you wonder how Seattle and Portland ended up in the mess they're in, it's because they've got Soros-funded district attorneys who refuse to enforce the law. So Antifa and Black Lives Matter are free to roam the streets, uh, committing vandalism, attacking police officers, assaulting citizens, committing arsons. 
and they go before this Soros funded DA attorney, district attorney, and there are no consequences. We've kind of become numb to evil in this country. And yes, there are a lot of people who recognize the threat that George Soros faces to this nation, but it doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it. Everybody is afraid to be called anti-Semitic because George Soros is Jewish. So being Jewish apparently gets him a, a get out of jail free card. George Soros has been banned from engaging in these activities in his own country of Hungary. The, uh, the Hungarian prime minister Orban says he's one of the most destructive people in the world, but he lives in the U S and he uses this interlocking network of, uh, dark money nonprofits to basically wreck our country. Nobody, uh, is in support of these Soros funded DAs ignoring the laws that their legislatures have passed. He's basically just George Soros has found a Achilles tendon in our nation. And that is to stop enforcing the laws that our legislatures have passed. And we've got this, uh, this new district attorney that George Soros has elected in Los Angeles, California. He was the former DA in San Francisco. So he's leaving the wreckage that he created there in San Francisco, and he's taking it a, a little down the coast, and he's going to unleash the same kind of thing in, in uh, Los Angeles as well. And the first thing this guy did was announce that he's no longer going to be enforcing many laws, including trespassing, public drunkenness, prostitution and resisting arrest. So you're not going to be able to arrest anybody without having to fight them in California, in uh, Los Angeles anymore, because the district attorney is telling you to go in resist. If you want to, if you're able to get away, well, then you can escape all accountability for your crimes, uh, whatsoever. And if they do manage to get you uh, to the jail, despite resisting arrest, well, we're not going to press charges for that. It's a purposeful campaign funded by George Soros and with the eager complicity of the Democrat party to wreck these cities and they're Democrat cities. You wonder why they would do that. Well, it fits pretty well with the, the playbook, as they call it, of the orange revolutions. You create so much unrest in the streets that people are inclined to just give up. Well, this, uh, this unhinged judge in the district of Columbia has finally relented and dismissed the charges against Michael Flynn, but not before throwing a little tantrum 
He says he, he issues a, a, a 40 page document basically smearing general Flynn saying that just because he was pardoned doesn't, and the, the charges were dropped by the department of justice doesn't mean he was innocent because you see judge Sullivan knows better. It's not judge Sullivan's place to be a prosecutor. He's supposed to be calling balls and strikes. He's supposed to be determining what the truth is. And despite all of the wrongdoing uncovered in the Department of Justice, where they framed Michael Flynn, Judge Emmett Sullivan has decided that he is he's going to take um, just one more parting shot at Michael Flynn after he has been has been ruined financially. Actually, had to sell his house to fund his defense. And if there's not a lawsuit forthcoming against the Department of Justice for the frame job that the DOJ and the FBI put together against Michael Flynn, I would be very surprised. I see now, you might recall in the first part of the show, I was asking why other states haven't joined in with Texas in addition to the seven that signed on. Well, now uh, one more has. Missouri has signed on to this lawsuit as well. So you now have nine states that are accusing Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania of conducting an unconstitutional election and disenfranchising voters nationwide. Here's an interesting story out of France. A French general, former chief of staff of the entire armed forces, he's named Pierre de Villers, has warned that France could be headed for a civil war due to Islamic radicals and growing urban unrest. He quit the armed forces in 2017 because Emmanuel Macron had cut the budget so deeply. You have to do that when you're spending all of your tax dollars. And in France, the taxes are very high indeed. But you're spending all of those on social programs to try to keep people from uh, breaking out into a civil war. The general says, as six crises overlap, health, security, economic, financial, geostrategic, and obviously political crisis, this is what I call a crisis of authority. It can change slowly or very quickly. If there is a spark, like in 1789 or 1914, he says, France is an old democracy, a mature country, but it has struggled with reform, and it is often by explosions, by ruptures. France has been at peace for 75 years. We soldiers do not want war. We know what it is. But my fear, he says, is a civil war. When you have people being murdered and churches being burned, that's exactly what happened. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. Hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.
talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.